Welcome to Contractor Cuts, where we cover the good, the bad, and the ugly of growing a successful contracting company. Welcome back to Contractor Cuts. My name is Clark Turner. I'm Jared Flo. Thank you guys for joining us again. So we are in the middle of our leadership series. If you did not listen last week, this isn't going to make a whole lot of sense. Yep. It, it will make some sense, but please go listen to the last podcast we did. Uh, that's where we kind of set up all the entire series, mm-hmm. as well as talk about me, them, and us. Yep. And me being me as the contractor, as the leader of this company. Mm-hmm. Leader of people. How do I set myself up? How do I create that mindset? How do I work on myself to become a better leader? Yeah. Uh, and this week, we're talking about one-on-one, our employees, uh, specifically individuals inside yeah. of the company. Now, next week, we're going to talk about us, the whole company as a whole. How do you lead a company? How do you set the culture? Uh, and, and that will be uh, the next podcast. But this podcast is about how am I a leader to individuals? That's right. Right? That's so, right. Jared, there are – an our opinion, there are two different types of employers. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the two different types of employers and why we choose the way that we manage a company. That's right. So um, the, the the way that we look at it is that you are either a, le- a leader that is a taker or a leader who is a giver, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a leader who is a taker is uh, they have people that work for them and they are constantly taking from them. They pay them a check and they are taking as much as they can get from them mm-hmm. To be able to, you know, for, for the money that it's they're getting, it's an exchange giving. of it's, goods. It's an exchange of goods. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, and but the difference is, is a, a giver is a person that views their employees as a valuable asset, mm-hmm. and I, I as the leader, am giving to them. I'm giving time to them. I'm giving development, education. I'm trying to give them more money. All that stuff, I'm I'm looking to pour into the people that I have working for me because as they grow and develop, mm-hmm. it has a better benefit to me and, and the company. Yeah, and um, a lot of people are, aren't going to listen and be like, oh, I'm a, I'm a taker for sure. No, yeah, yeah, be- right. people don't name themselves <laughs> that. But, but yeah. in reality, the, a majority of construction companies that we've come in contact with have more of the taker mentality. And the taker mentality is – I'm the king of the castle. I'm the big boss around here. Nobody looks at me sideways. No one disrespects me. I'll tell you when you're done. I and it's all about that person. Yeah. Take, well, and take, sometimes take me, me, me. Sometimes that's a byproduct of being in this business yeah. for, for a long period of time because you get taken advantage of. You you know run through employees. You yep. run through subcontractors, and it's just you. You finally got to you get to this place of hardened. You know, I'm just going to do whatever it takes to get what I want. And that's you end up in a cycle because yeah. you end up losing people over. Well, and, and your over. your your employees become the tool uh-huh. to collect your money. Yeah, right. It is how I can execute. Uh, how can I grind these this machine as much as I can until I replace them because I'm throwing them out because they're not making me money anymore. Yeah. Well, and one one big distinction, yeah. uh, but between being a taker and a and a giver as a leader, um, the taker mentality is short term. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a it is a short term. Uh, I'm going to do what it takes to get my money. Yeah. Right. Um, by nature of doing that, your ability to grow and step out of a company is minimized, if not not possible. Yeah. As a giver, it is a long term play. Yeah. It is I am giving and pouring into people that will be the future uh, leadership and growth and development. Yeah. Of the and, and we do that, and this sets up the whole episode today. 
because the way that we do that is the mentality of how we view our role and mm-hmm. our employees' role. And mm-hmm. in construction specifically, it is extremely important to do what we're about to talk about. Now, in all companies, we feel it is the right way to run it is being the giver and being being a support and, and building the company around these employees and building them up and fighting for them. That's we believe is the right way to run a company and any, any leadership. But in construction specifically, our project managers – get their soul sucked out of them sometimes we've mm-hmm. got we've had clients that are very unreasonable it is always being yelled at it is clients and subs that are always taking from them always trying to take advantage always have to have your guard up and so it is even that much more imperative in construction to have a support giver mentality as the boss because that is their one time that they're coming up for air that right? they can be built up the the mm-hmm. the meeting with you that one time this week is where it's like Oh, mm-hmm. support someone's here, right? We've seen time and time again burnout of every single employee because that boss, the leader, is just as bad as that client, just as bad as that sub that's trying to take advantage, just as bad. And you're on an island as an employee, as a project manager, uh, because it's me versus the world. Well, and over time, as we were learning this, yeah. I've literally had employees said to say to me, I am being taken advantage of by my subs. I'm being screamed at by the by the clients, and then I come to the office, and you're screaming at me, and you're laying into me for another thing that I'm not doing right. I'm failing in every direction yep. that I go, yep. and you can you you can't sustain in that place for long. Absolutely. So, with that mentality, with that mindset that we're trying to set up, we're going to walk you through the life cycle of an employee, mm-hmm. of of how we bring them in, how we manage them, how we raise them up. Also, how do we do corrective action and how do we lead in all of those areas to where they want to follow and that we're leading into a good place, right? We're not, we're not just aimlessly leading them, but this is, they know what's coming. There is safety, there is security that's, I want to spend my time and invest my years uh, of work in this company because I see the investment paying off for that's me. Right. right? That's right. And so that's, that's the mentality we're going for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That starts for us with three main things that we want to achieve with every employee. That's right. Our, want, our goals yeah. as the leaders for individuals. Yep. We yeah. want professional development. Mm-hmm. I want them to professionally be developed. I want personal development. Yep. I want you to be a better man in 12 months from, the, from today than you are because of being here. Right. Personally developed, professionally developed. I want you to be a better project manager in 12 months because you've been here. Mm-hmm. And thirdly, company development. Right. I want you to help develop this company. Mm-hmm. You are a key asset in this company, and you are one of the five mouths, one of the 10 mouths here that, that we're all working to feed, yep. right? And we are all working together to build this. And so it's not just personal and professional development. I also want it to be developing the company. Now, that's not our employee's goal necessarily, right. but that's part of, I need those three boxes checked with every employee for it to be a very successful hire and a successful uh, life cycle in our company for that employee. But when you're when your employees see that you are an advocate for their personal and professional yep. development, you get buy-in of their desire of the company development. Exactly. Right? Exactly. It, it's 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 all uh, it's got the synergy where if you're doing one and the other, they all are feeding each other, right. right? If I'm caring about you personally being developed, mm-hmm. obviously you feel secure in your job and safe and taken care of and 
and being invested in right. right and so it's it's a beautiful uh a relationship if it's done right because we're both achieving our goals together leaning on each other right right so how do we do that how do we go through and and develop people personal uh, personal lives and their professional lives so the the two things that we do are accountability and structured support mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the goal of keeping people accountable in the right way and having structured support uh those create safety, those create security, and those create an environment that people say, I want to spend my time. I want to invest my time, my 20s, my 30s, my 40s, my 50s, my 60s, whatever it is yeah. with this company yeah, because yeah. it's worth the the next section of my life in investing here as opposed to going somewhere else and trying to uh, climb a ladder somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. So let's talk about that. How do we do a, a, accountability, structured support? How do we build that up? Uh, and we're going to walk through a life cycle, right? Yep. So let's go from hire through uh, an employee working in our company. When an employee first or a potential employee is interviewing, this is one of the biggest areas that you're setting the tone for leadership, right? Yep. If I am sitting down and you are looking to interview here, mm-hmm. it's a two-way interview. I'm seeing if I want to hire you. You, even if you're desperate for a job, you're still seeing if you want to work here. That's right. That's right. right. And so in our interview process, the hiring, uh, it, the, the very beginning, the very first conversation, I am setting a leadership tone in the company. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm talking to them on the phone and interviewing, then bring them into the office and we sit and interview, what are you looking for in those interviews? Right? How do you start setting that tone of the leadership role. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, this is, this is something I've said to you before. I, I think that people, people don't care what you have to say or what you have to offer until they understand that you care. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when you're, when you're in an interview space, I'm trying to gather information from this person to understand skill level and, you know, the way that they think and all that stuff. But I'm also trying to start the basis of building a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm not just asking about what's your, what's your experience. Do you know how to work these type of programs? Have you ever project managed? Have you ever, you know, do you know how to install these things? You know, those things are important, but I'm also trying to understand what's going on in their life. What do they want? What are their goals? What are their desires? What do they want in life? Um, I'm trying to figure out, I know for us, as I've assessed in our last podcast myself, my desires and vision for this company, I need people that align with that. So I'm in the interview process, the very, very beginning, I'm assessing them and trying to understand, do they align with the vision that, uh, that we have for this company? Are their goals a part of that and will they fit into it? And so as I spell those things out to a you know, my first interview on the phone, I'm probably not going through that. Sure, but my second sure. interview is I'm really kind of developing this relationship. I'm spelling out pieces and parts of where we're going as a company, the vision that's there, mm-hmm. what I, how I can see the, you know, if I were to hire this person, they would be in this role but have potential for some future growth, some yep. development, as well as um, one of the other things that, you know, you mentioned earlier, uh, safety and security. One of the things that provides safety and security is is being in with somebody who has a organized plan, yeah. right? So part of our interview process from the very, very beginning, you haven't been hired yet. We do a phone interview. Then we do an in-person interview. We might do a couple in-person interviews. 
And then you move to actual tangible things. Go write us an estimate. Go do this. You know, and so there's actually a, a full process for this that's spelling out the culture of what it will be like as an employee in this company yeah. that I have something uh, that there's structure here that I'm going to step into as an employee, which feels safe to yeah. me. Well, I remember giving one of our uh, coaching sessions with a ind- individual who's uh, a contractor, but he doesn't have any employees. He's still swinging a hammer. He's out and he's trying to find that first hire. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying to him, listen, man, you are trying to find a hire, but what you're doing is asking someone to tag along with you. Mm-hmm. When you're talking to these guys, it's like, hey, you're, you're offering them one week of work in their life, in their brain, right? Hey, you should come work for me. I got some jobs going on. Right. It is a short-term, not long-term investment for them. It is, great, I need something. I've got to make some cash to, to figure out what I'm going to do next. Mm-hmm. I, told, I told that guy in that coaching session, put a suit on. Meet them at Starbucks. You don't have an office, no problem. Meet them at Starbucks. Have a professional outlook on what you're doing in this company. Let them know where you're going and say, listen, you're going to be my very first hire. I don't have any other employees. You're going to be number one. And what that should mean to you is that as we grow this into five to $6 million company over the next two years is that I'm going to need a lot of help. And I'm right. going to need a right-hand man. I'm going to need someone to help run this company. And I see that potential in you. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm laying out their professional development in that second or third interview, right. saying this is what I see happening here. How does that feel to you? And so no one ever in an interview says, you know what, I don't I – don't, I mean I'm just going to be here short term. I don't really care about the future. Right? No one says that. <laughs> right? Everyone's trying right. to sell themselves. But yeah. the response is very telling. The response to this is what I see in the next two to four years. I see you a part of that. What, you know, how does it sound? If they're like, yeah, that sounds great, is – means they don't care about the future here as right. much. Right. Or if their response is, wow, that that sounds huge. Like that sounds awesome. How are you going to achieve that? How and they start asking and engaging mm-hmm. questions and what where do you see my role in that? And if I were to step in, what does that mean for me? if they're doing that, they they are also trying to see that long-term professional de- development in their brain. Right. And so, okay, that guy cares about long-term professional development here. That box is checked. Right. Right. So that's if you're interviewing ever with me, that's <laughs> use that as a cheat. <laughs> but yeah. uh, that's that's one of the, the, the things. Then we, we, we are also trying to understand their personal development. Mm-hmm. What's what's the next 12 months look like for you personally? I mean, are you what, uh, where are you at right now? What's I mean, you're not legally allowed to ask about like marriage and children, and all that right. stuff. But it, it's getting into like, what are your goals? Like, what what are you trying like in life? Like, what's mm-hmm. what do you do? What are your hobbies? What are you excited about? Trying to understand how I'm going to motivate this person and lead them to be a better person, to be a better professional. That's right. That's right? right. So that's, that's when we're talking about interview, that is what I'm looking for is not just can I lead this person? Is this person that I want in this company? But also I'm laying the groundwork that after that interview, that guy says, these guys know what they're talking about. Yeah. That's worth my investment mm-hmm. in this company. Yeah. And I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm turning down the Home Depot job with benefits to work at this company because I've got a lot higher of a ceiling that I'm going to grow here. Let's take a quick break. Hey, real quick. You're listening to this podcast because you are growing your company to the next level. Getting efficient, building structure, and creating organization is a foundation of growth. We've created ProStruct 360 software so you can spend less time doing paperwork and more time growing your company. Sign up today for free at ProStruct360.com. Whether you're using our free version to send estimates and invoices and getting paid online, 
or you choose one of our paid subscriptions that add in sending work orders, email, and QuickBooks integrations, and so much more. Stop putting off what you know is necessary to get to the next level. Take control of your growth at ProStruct360.com. Well, in, in, in the interview process, all of, all of that stuff is, is, doing, is doing one thing. It is setting the foundation of the leadership vision that yep. will happen in this company. And it's also prepping me. If I do hire this person, I have some of this information. Yeah. Right. I, I already know that this is the direction that we're going to go. You know, we had, we had a guy uh, years ago that uh, he was interviewing with us. And one of his big things was he needed assistance with counseling, mm-hmm. um, just personal life needed assistance with counseling and we didn't know that at the time. We, we did not know that yeah. at the time. But as we were spelling out the vision of what we do in this company and the values that we have as a company, that was one of the things that we mentioned that we provided. And that was the thing that tipped it yeah. over the edge for him. We pay 80% of your counseling costs. So That's if right. you need to be, you know, your wife, your spouse, you and kids, any any family counseling that's needed, we care about a holistic view of our employees. Right. And for him, it was like, my wife literally just mentioned she wants to start going to counseling. Yeah. And that that you guys care about that, uh, you know, that's I'm in. Yeah. Well, and yeah. that's the that's the importance of, you know, as as you're leading people, I just want to throw this statement in there. As you're leading people, uh you have to walk the walk. Yeah. You you have to actually uh, uh, provide the standard. You have to, you, you have to do the things that I care about people's personal development. Yeah. Okay, great. That's a great statement. All right. But no, we actually back that with, yeah. and because of that, we provide this. Yeah. And we'll talk you about know? that in the steps too, of how do you do that and, and actually follow, follow through with it? That's because right. promises are one thing. You know, mm-hmm. if I say, Hey Jared, you're my first hire, we're going to do 10 million by next year and mm-hmm. you're going to be making six figures. Right. No, sweet. No, I'm gonna sniff that out, right? Yeah. So, how do we actually deliver on what we're promising? That's the most important part of leadership. Absolutely. So, but, but going from the interview, we hire the person, we like them. The next step of of building the leadership in that with that employee is the onboarding. Mm-hmm. And I would probably say, if I was to judge our contracting company, that is the spot that we have had the the least amount of um attention mm-hmm. uh, we i think we do it well yeah. but i think we can improve it and we are improving it and and our general manager has got a lot of plans and a lot of things he's rolling out right now but yeah. we, that's been a focus recently for us there are things as, that we do well and there are things that we failed at yes for and, sure. and how did we find that out mm-hmm. exit interviews that's right when when we've had people in the past year we've had a couple of people uh, that have left for different reasons, mm-hmm. and we've we found that out in the exit interview that, uh, of what they've needed, and asking that and talking to the employees. So, yeah. onboarding is very very vital mm-hmm. because that again, I'm setting the the tone of personal, professional, and company development. Right, and what that means is the safety and security for you. You show up on day one, you got all the stuff ready, and I'm not saying okay, here's an estimate, go do it for this client, go. Mm-hmm. I have got a training process down. We always spend at least a month, usually a month and a half, where someone is not making a penny or for us, right? right. I don't I don't want my new project manager out there running jobs. I want them learning. I want them learning the software. I want them learning our processes. I want them learning our core values. Mm-hmm. I want them understanding why and how we do everything, following along with other PMs, assisting our other PMs. Yeah. And and it is how a bad leader in this situation says Hey, uh, what else do you, you don't know much about this? Great, I'll show you that. All right, you good? All right, why don't you go do an estimate and let me know when you're done? Right. 
out on an island. Out yeah. on an island. I'm not well, being it, you know, a, a, a good leader is a person who has constant uh, proactive thoughts or forethoughts about their employees' yep. needs yep. and ensuring that they're set up for wherever they're going to be. Yep. So I'm, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, daily management is, you know, I think that's the difference between leadership and management. Management yep. is everything that's happening today. Yep. Leadership is what's coming. Yeah. Where are we going? Today was set up last week. That's right. Before, that's right. right. That's and, and so when it, when it comes to when uh, an employee, uh, you know, first foot in the door, what do they need? How do I, how have I, have I set them up with the tools and things that yeah. they need to get moving? Training, education, uh, do we provide phones? Do we provide credit cards? Do we provide a key card? Do we have an employee manual? All of those things in an organized fashion goes, wow, like these, these people thought about where I was going to be on day one. Yeah. And right. we and we said in the last podcast, and and it's it's good here too. As high as I set the bar, that's how high my employees are going to get. They're yeah. going to be if I set it at a seventy, they're going to get to sixty, sixty-five. Yeah. If I set it at ninety, they're getting to eighty, eighty-five. If mm-hmm. I set it at a hundred percent, they're getting ninety, ninety-five underneath that. They're yeah. going to follow our lead. Yeah. So if they show up, and our job is to train them, mm-hmm. and we aren't prepared. Yeah. Next two months down the road, their job is to prepare for our, our renovation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm expecting them to do pre-construction perfectly. I'm expecting right. them to set all their ducks up. But I haven't set the precedence for but that. But we're not doing that, right. right? And so while, right. that needs to equal out. Mm-hmm. What what we're asking of them needs to be at minimum achieved when we're giving it to them that's from right. our side. That's right. So that's the hiring onboarding mm-hmm. process. So once they're in, we're going to talk through how you keep an employee uh, led right. Mm-hmm. How how do we continue to lead them throughout their 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 employment with you? So we have thorough training, mm-hmm. even during uh, any way that you need it. Um, you know what whatever it is, but especially in the front end, we're doing a lot of thorough training on how we deal with crews, how we find crews, how we order materials, how we run labor, how we do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We do POW meetings. We do review meetings. We do uh, a POW meeting is a weekly meeting, which project manager action list. That's why it's called a POW. We're right. building an action list of what's going to be done in the next seven days. Right. We're reviewing what's done in the last seven days. And this meeting can easily feel like a principal's office or a support group. And a, we a, want a it place, to be a support. A place for a breath. Yep. Yeah. And that's what we were talking mm-hmm. about earlier is we want them to come into that meeting once a week. And why we say once a week, not every other week, not twice a week, not, not we like it once a week because it's enough touch point to where I don't have to micromanage the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. I'm not in your business every single day. I trust you, but this is our game planning meeting. This is you. all of our project managers show up with stuff that they got to get done. Mm-hmm. And this is where the leadership happens of let me be your support. Let me hold you accountable, mm-hmm. but also this is, let me be an extra set of eyes and let me carry some burdens for you right now. What, right. what do you need? What can I do for you? You, you still can't find a painter. Okay. Let me make some calls. Yeah. Right. It's a full support meeting. And then we do quarterly meetings. We do, uh, you know, we do company meetings once a month and mm-hmm. we do, uh, you know, end of the year, or beginning of the next year, we'll do a financial meeting for all the employees, right? There is a, a, a form and fashion of the minimum amount of meetings that give them the maximum amount of support right. is the goal. Uh, and so being able to have those throughout the year, throughout the month, throughout each week is, is the touch points to where I'm not micromanaging. I'm not having to call them, but I'm giving them support and I'm showing them leadership and I'm, I'm easing their burdens on a weekly right. basis. Well, and I, I, I think that's a, that's a great place where 
they're, they're getting that support. But I think the the other thing when you're when you're talking about the leadership piece of it, when I when I've done the important research with my employee to understand what are their goals, what are their desires, personally, professionally, yeah. those are the places where when I'm meeting with that individual and I'm prepping for my time with them, whether it is a, a, a an annual review with them or a review during the week, I know where they want to go. And so I have the opportunity in that space to come and support them and say, here's where you want to go. You're doing a great job. You're making progress that direction. Yeah. Um, and, and, and helping it, it's showing them that I am for trying to get them where they want to go. Yeah. Right. It's that, it's that, Again, me having the down the road thinking for them and then in the meetings, putting that together yeah. for them and, and showing them if they're getting off the road, yeah. showing them how to get back to the road. A great example, right? uh, especially early on with new project managers, but a great example of that is we set uh, invoice goals. How much are you going to invoice each month? Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, how much can you invoice as a project manager each month? This is what I want you to do. And every single PM is different. Right. There's some that are newer that are invoicing less or some that have been here for a while that are invoicing more. But every month, our general manager sits and says, OK, what do you think you're doing next month? This right. is what I see on the books. This is our pipeline. This is what I think you can do. Uh, and so that is our check in throughout the week and each week as well as throughout the month of, hey, you wanted to invoice 90,000 this month. We're two weeks in and you've done 8,000. Where yeah, What's going on? How are we getting that last eighty two thousand mm-hmm. dollars in the last two weeks of the month? Right. And so it's it's keeping on those goals because and and we'll talk about this in a second. We have pay compensation tied to some very, very strict qualifiers, which is invoicing profitability and your PAL score, which is what happens in the PAL meetings. Right. Really customer satisfaction Mm -hmm. is what it is. So those three things make up your raise. And so as a leader here, as a giver for you. My goal and the most important thing that I can do as your boss is fight for you to make more money. Mm-hmm. That is our if that's the difference of the giver and taker, right? right. The, the taker is what's the least I can pay you to get the most out of you, right? And the employee in that in that type of company is what's the least amount of work I can do to mm-hmm. get the most amount of money. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. flip that and we say, what can we do to give you the least amount of work to do mm-hmm. and get you the most money? Right. Right. How can I fight for you to make more money? Because when you make money, I make money. So right. if we're on a team. I'm here to support you. If I can help you invoice more this month, we're both making more money. So how well, do we and, do that? and the beauty of having a, a, a financial document like that, yeah. it allows you as the leader manager of that person to step away from it's my opinion. I like you. I yeah. don't like you. I had a bad conversation with you, you know, whatever. It's not that yeah. it is. The numbers are the numbers. They are on this form. Let's okay. You're running low right now. How do we get you to a higher spot? Yeah. How do we get you back? Where are you missing on your profit? Yeah. Right. What are you doing for your pal grades that are getting low? Right. It, it, and it, it allows you to advocate for them and, and really be like uh, champion their growth and yeah. their financial growth. And it, Having that those goals and having it spelled out in a spreadsheet to where they can literally project exactly what they're going to make six months, 12 months. We do raises every six months. We never go backwards. Right. Right. And they can project on the spreadsheet every six months. And if you're an Alliance member, we give you this spreadsheet and we set you up for hires and that sort of thing. But the, the our, our compensation worksheet allows them to say, okay, how much money do you want to make? 72000 Great. Okay. So let's figure out how to get you there. 
if you did this, do you think you could do this? Do you think you could invoice this? Okay, great. So in 12 months, you should be at 75,000 if you hit those goals. Right. But then I'm six months into you working here. In the first five months, you laid an egg and right. didn't do a good job. On six months, you're doing a little better. And now it's time for your six-month review. I, I say, Jared, man, bro, what's up? Like, you, this is hard because you're not getting a raise, and we've talked about you getting a raise at mm-hmm. this point. Mm-hmm. I, I see the efforts you're making. And if we keep the effort you did this past month for the next six months, you're going to have a huge raise. But right. if not, if you fall back into where you were a couple months mm-hmm. ago – you're not getting any more money. So let's talk about that. What happened there and how can I help you not have that happen again? Right. Totally different than Jared, you did not make your quota. Mm-hmm. We are not giving you any raises. You need to perform better. It's always a bottom line conversation. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and, yeah. and, and those are t- the same conversation said two different ways. Right. So having those meetings, having the, the ability to see the personal development, the ability to see the professional development and keeping them on track to their goals. Yeah is all caring for the company as well because if they're hitting their goals, the company's hitting its goals. Yeah. Well, and I, I think, you know, we talked about the value of safety and security as yep. an employee, and I think that that accountability, while, you know, nobody really wants to say, yeah, give me all the accountability you can give me, right? Yep. But there is a sense of safety and security that I have a I have somebody backing me up and watching, yep. right? Now, if somebody's micromanaging me and constantly banging on me and telling me that I'm doing a bad job, yeah. that's different. But when you have the ability to, we have a spelled out expectations yep. that is super, super clear, which is very important when you're leading people, yep. is that they're, what equals success to them is uh, is a clear spelled out if you do these things you are successful if you're below those then you're below where where you need to be and we need to get you back up but if you have something that's very clearly spelled out it gives them a sense of security because they know when they're doing well right and then you back that up with a weekly accountability and support where it's not a principal's office but it's like hey these couple of things you're falling short on what can I do? Is there something that I missed? Yeah. Is there some clarity I need to come up with? Why are we missing on these things? How can I support you in that? Yeah. Right. That's a whole different conversation than, hey, you didn't do these things next week. You better or we're going to be having a harder yep. conversation. For sure. Right. And so it creates that safety and security that is a desirable thing for an employee because they feel cared for, they feel seen, yeah. and they feel led. Yep. So along with the training Building that safety security, leading them through meetings, through accountability in those meetings, and through setting goals and sticking with it. The last thing that we have on that list is an open door. Yeah. And this is something that is very, very, very hard to learn mm-hmm. and is a lot of, of who you are. Uh, it can be learned. Right. But it's our general manager and our upper management are therapists sometimes. Right. I have an open door at all times, whether it's a question about a job, whether it's a question about how do you deal with your wife because I'm having some issues, mm-hmm. what, what, whatever it is, I am here for you. I am here to support you. Now, I might be extremely busy, but when you come into my office and say, hey, man, do you have a second? I, I'm just struggling with some stuff. I'm, I'm saying, hey, hold on, let me check my calendar. Let me see what I got. I'm going to move this. Yeah, I got 30 minutes. What's up? What's going on? What, what, can I, what can I help you with? Well, you know, this customer's doing this. I don't know what to do about this. I just feel at a loss. Right. Right. Open door policy for that support, for the, for the needs that, that happen, as well as, and I think our, our GM does this really well, is 
keeping an eye on what's going on with people mm-hmm. and in that right moment popping your head in their door say hey man are, are you okay yeah like are things you just seem off today like if you're cool you're cool that's fine and you're just busy that's totally cool i just want to make sure that you that everything's all right yeah well look i i think that that is a really really important statement because um <laughs> it, it's it's very easy as a leader to say, yeah, I've got an open door policy. I don't understand what the problem is. My door's <laughs> yeah. open. Like yeah. they could come and talk to me at any point. And what you what you need to understand is that you're the boss. You're you're either the owner or you're in a leadership position. Yep. Um, you're in charge of their paycheck. You're in charge of whether they put food on their table or not. And having an open door policy. Uh, it, it's great to have on your door, hey, open door policy, come in anytime you want. But it is your job to lead by example that the door's actually open. Yeah. Right? Because the, it, it's very easy to be like, well, my door's open and they could have come and talked to me. Not my fault. Yeah. They, or, you know, you know, or they come in and say, hey, man, do you have a second? I'm just really struggling with this client. And say, Miss Jackson, I've already talked about this with you. What, what did you do? Right. Right. That's but not an open door. That, that's that's a shaming. Yeah, but it's it's the, you know, a, a, a good leader has a pulse of their people. Yep. And uh, knowing when somebody's off. And, I mean, you can't do this as an exact science, but having it as a thought that if you're just head down on your computer or head down out on the job sites and all this stuff, it, it, you're going to miss yeah. the pulse of your people. Yep. There are plenty of times that I've popped into people's office and said, hey, I, I just – I could be off. Is everything cool? Like you just, uh, it, it feels like yeah. something's going wrong. You're, you know, whatever. Like uh, I just want to check on you. Yeah. Right. And that, that is, um, it's literally making the open door tangible. People feel like open door means that somebody has to come into your office, but you can take your open door to somebody. To yeah. Right. I think that's just, it's an important statement to, to make about yeah. that. Well, and I think this is one of those spots where, when we talked about the last podcast and the first one in the leadership is how being self-aware and mm-hmm. knowing myself. I think one of the most important traits is when when it comes to the open door policy is think about how you approach anybody in life. Right. For me personally, and I'll, I'll share my, my baggage in, right. in terms of as a leader, I am an eight and on the, on the Enneagram. And if you know what that is, it is head down. I don't care about how we get there. I care about hitting the finish line. Mm-hmm. If there's not forward progress, forward movement, I'm demotivated. I, I and it can be a I can turn into a bull in a china shop because I just yep. care about getting to the other side. Mm-hmm. I know that about myself, mm-hmm. right? I know that that's how I am. I I often if I'm going to uh, have a flawed thought, it's it's things over people. It's it's achievements over the well-being of somebody. Mm-hmm. And I know that about myself. I know that that's my nature as an eight and who I am. Occasionally on your time blocks, you would time block in, go see people. Yeah, go, yeah. go uh, check on so-and-so, right? Because mm-hmm. I care about them. It's hard for me to compartmentalize what I'm doing now and identify that you need mm-hmm. that you need something, right? right. And so that's something that I share with my uh, with people that I'm, I'm, I'm leading, that right. I, I'm working with and saying, listen – if this happens, this is a weak point that I know about that I'm guarantee you while you're working here, you're gonna that I'm gonna fail at. But that the effect of that is not intentional. Yes, and yeah. I'm working on that. And if I miss that, I'm giving you full permission to raise a flag. Yeah. Like, hey Clark, I feel like timeout. You're 
you're you're kind of bowling a china shop right now. Yeah. And I will, and I, I I'm giving you my word. I will listen to that. Yeah. And I will back off, and I will stop, and I'll think about time out. This is not what I want. Right. So again, it's the open door. Even if you're not perfect at that, even if you're not a therapist, even if you if you don't identify what people are struggling with and pop, pop like. You can still do it. Mm-hmm. It's it just takes more work for me than it does for you, right. right? That's natural for you to care for people, and so for you, it's you don't have to think about it. But right. for me, I've got the time block to uh-huh. do that, and mm-hmm. that's okay. It shouldn't be offensive because I, I'm time blocking because I still care just as much as the next guy. Right. But I just don't. Uh, uh, it doesn't have that trigger in you my brain. You have to be to more intentional that. about it. That's yeah. Right. And yeah. so I think that's that's something with this of. That's the self-aware, last week knowing yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it's okay to not be that way naturally, but it's not okay to make that as your excuse of why you're not doing it. That's right. So that's that's what the open door. So that's how we deal with kind of maintenance of of employees in terms of leadership throughout the throughout their employment. Right. There's two other portions of this, uh, and both of them are when we're talking about personal and professional development, mm-hmm. uh, challenging them to growth as well as corrective action. Right. Both of those are the same thing for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what we do when we identify... Uh, one, uh, Both of them are almost identically the same, except for one's official. Well, yeah, and they're, they're, they're different reasons that trigger it. Sure. Right, yeah. and so the, the trigger for challenging for growth mm-hmm. is, okay, Jared's been a project manager here for three years. Mm-hmm. He's killing it. He's always good. Guys come to him. He's kind of a natural leader here. He's really... And so I'm going to push into him in, in the power meeting. He's like, dude, I see that in you, and I want that to continue. You're good at identifying that with people, and I'm not. I want to lean on you for that. Mm-hmm. I want to challenge you that you're going to help. And, and so what we ended up doing is creating a senior project manager role at our company. Right. And what that is, that's kind of our management and training. Mm-hmm. That is you're still a project manager. You still got a full plate of jobs. But you're going to help with some estimates as overflow. Mm-hmm. You're going to do some special projects with us where we're trying to investigate and, and figure out different things that we want to try and do as employees here. And you're also going to help us train new employees coming in. Yeah. So you're going to be the number two to our manager, and you're going to help other employees coming in in terms of they're going to be your assistant on your jobs, and you're going to train them up. And, well, and, and, you're, and in that position, you are getting a more uh, intentional focus of yep. leadership development. Yep. Right? In that position, you are, you know, your, your next level up is yep. going into an actual leadership position. And so in that position, you are being groomed. You're tra- there, there is, you, you know, the, the, the leader of the company is working to develop that person, yeah. understanding their, pro, their, their strengths and weaknesses and helping them develop in the areas that they're going to need yeah. when they move into a leadership And position. that takes years yeah. for, for a lot of people mm-hmm. in terms of getting the person that's going to lead or be upper management in the company trained to that position where they are also the leader. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, a, it's a lot of time, effort, sweat. It, it, it's it's one thing to learn how to become self-aware. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to be able to function out of that naturally, yeah. naturally out yeah. of that, yeah. And, yeah. and to be able to mold others to be aware themselves, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so it, that's that's the big journey. But challenging people to grow is uh, professionally usually is that for us. But it's also, you know, we've had an office manager that we're like, what do you what what where do you see yourself? And it's like, well, I want to be head of operations for this company. Okay, well, right. that, that takes a different level, right? And so it was like, what do you want to do to get there? What, mm-hmm. How do we help you get to that personally? You want, That's where you want to go. And professionally, that's where you want to right. go. How do we help? And she said, I don't feel confident in 
business. Yeah. I don't know a lot about business. Well, what you get? What will get what, you there? What What can we do to help you get that knowledge? I love to take night and evening classes, do some work th- throughout the day, but not a ton, and be able to get a master's uh, in business administration. And we looked at it and we said, okay, what does that mean for the company? And we paid for them to go to college, right? right? And we, we spent two or three years paying for their schooling to get that knowledge because we're investing in them, but also holding them, okay, if we're going to do this, you need to step up professionally. Right. You know, we're investing and we want to return on that investment and so yep. do you. And mm-hmm. once you get to this spot, there's going to be raises. And once you get to this spot, there's going to be more responsibility. Right. And so it's challenging them for growth, but also following through with it. That's right. Uh, and so the same thing, that is the assessment of you're doing great. Mm-hmm. How can we help you grow to the next, the next spot? Mm-hmm. The other one is corrective action. You are not doing so great. How do we get you back on track? Yep. And it's the same thing, it, but it's a different trigger. It's all right, let's throw a timeout. Come sit in my office. Let's talk. Let's talk. We both know that the last two months have been rough. Mm-hmm. I know you were going through some stuff personally. I understand that. We've had a lot of conversations about that. But it's bleeding over to, to work. And I want to know, A, am I putting too much on your plate? Am I doing X, Y, and Z? Am I doing this? How can I help you in terms of getting you back on track? Because we both know you can do better than you're doing right now. Right. And I want to make sure that you stay on track so you get that raise in four more months. Uh, and so the corrective action is in writing. Mm-hmm. It is, all right, you are not doing X, Y, and Z. It's taking you sometimes a week to get back to clients. It's this. And we write out everything that we want to have corrected. Which uh, the, the, the point about that is, you know, as, as a leader, yeah. to be unclear is unkind. Yep. And... Uh, sometimes confront that that's a confrontational, uncomfortable yep. place, and you'll skip over details. Yeah, and that's why it's important in that space to make it super, super clear. Yeah, especially I the want, stupid stuff that you don't want to say, but it's like I got to write. This is some. This is a reason that you. Yep, you are not performing well. That's right, and and I want you to. It, it's unfair to somebody to say, I want you to get back to a to, to the marker mm-hmm. and then some because I want you to succeed in this company. I want you to make more money and then not be clear on the road to yep. get there and have all, all of a sudden six months, a month later or whatever, they're being held accountable to something and have another corrective action. Well, we didn't even really talk like it's not on the paper. Yeah. So it's it, it's being super, super clear yep. in that moment because that is being kind to yeah. that person, and that's that, that's good leadership yeah, in the spot. You, it, it is one of those things where it starts engaging very easily in terms of when you start having those conversations, it's like, oh, they want this and they love this. And for people that don't like those corrective action conversations, they're probably not going to work out as an employee. Right. For the people that are like, tell, tell me what I'm doing wrong because I feel it, but I, I don't see it. Can you help me out with that? That's what those meetings become, and those people start growing with the company. That's right. So it's one. It's it's very important for those corrective actions to be that way. And this is also, if I would boil down leadership in a corrective action, it is, and why I know their personal development, and why I know their professional development, and why we've had these conversations when they onboarded and when they hired and all this other stuff, is for this moment during the corrective action when I sit down with, with you and say, okay, Jared, I know who you are. Mm-hmm. I know what you want. I know how hard you work at this job. And I know what you sacrifice to be here. And I know the pay that you want to get to. Everything that, that I've got written out on here is working against that. And I know who you are. And some of these things aren't you. So let's figure out 
who you like why these things aren't happening because I know that you can do this and you do this well. Right. And if it's just you're done with doing this, great. That's okay. I'd, I'd hate that to be the case. But if this isn't the job for you, I'm okay with that. I want you to be where you're happy and comfortable and supported and in a, in a job that you feel secure and safe and enjoy. Right. And if this isn't it, no problem. I am totally okay with you not working here anymore if this isn't for you. If you want to keep working here, what are we going to do about this? Because I can't – this is – you're going to make me fire you, and I don't want to fire you. But if this keeps up, I'm, I'm, you're forcing my hand, and I'm not, I'm not okay with that. Right. Right. And so it's a, ha, this is us as a team. I'm the coach. Mm-hmm. You're the player. Hey, you're, you've not passed the ball a single time on the ba- basketball court. Why? Like you, you are better than this. It is. It is the mentality of from from day one in action. Yeah. Right. The mentality of I want the best for you. Yep. Um, my job is to be a giver, yeah. right? I, as the leader of this company, I want to be a giver and in action, I want to give the best to you and yeah. you're forcing my hand. Help me figure out how to give, uh, how, how to get this better. Yeah. Right. And even if you don't feel it, if you know, like yep. this, this employee needs to be fired, yep. you owe it to them and owe it to their peers, the other employees to give them that meeting and the benefit of the doubt in that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This guy doesn't care. This guy is literally mailing it in. So maybe his review period is going to be a week to two weeks as right. opposed to 90 days, right? Right. Like Jared's not going to work. He's right. already checked out in his brain, I can tell. Mm-hmm. I'm having this conversation because I'm still fighting for you. Mm-hmm. If you've given up on you, that's great. I'm not going to fight harder for you than you're fighting. Right. But I'm going to be here and spell this out and be like, dude, is this something that you want to achieve? If not, we can, we can give you a week to – to, to pack your stuff and go home and like if this isn't for you no problem yeah but i but if you're like no i, I want this job okay great we're going to talk next Friday. here's the expectations if these right. things aren't done we're going to have a big issue because it's it's you telling me that you don't want this job right because you just said you can do this stuff so and if you don't do this stuff you're choosing not to do your all right that's the leadership mentality mm-hmm. that we want to where it's like help me help you and it's interesting because in that spot it doesn't really feel like leadership yeah you know, because yeah. it's it's like you feel like you're harping on somebody or whatever. But the leadership is that uh, is is that giving in that space yeah. is that clarity is that yeah. if it isn't for you, then then great. Let yeah. me help you find a better space. Like that. Like and I don't want you to be in a space that you don't want to be. But if you sign on to this, you've also signed on that I'm going to hold you accountable to that. Yeah. And that's the, that's how we function. If, if you listen to everything I said in that corrective action conversation, there was not a single time that I talked about my needs. Right. Not a single time that I said, hey, man, I, listen, you got to make us more money. Yeah. Hey, you know, I feel really disrespected right now because you're not doing this. And I thought you were going to. It's not about me. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. And right. it's in this meeting, it is all about you. And I am your assistant partner in this in the life of Jared. How do we get that to the next spot? Right. And do you want that or not? If you mm-hmm. don't want that, great. Let's end it. Shake my hand. We'll see you. You know, whatever it is. So, well, and a healthy, a healthy giver. Yeah, it's not about them. Yeah, absolutely. Right. If I'm giving with a bunch of strings attached, you know. Now the reality is, I'm giving for the health and growth and development of these people, which is yeah. the, the growth of the company. Yeah. But it, it actually, I really do care yeah. about the health and growth and development of these people. Absolutely. I mean. Part and I'm, I'm. If you're listening to this and you own your own company, I, I'm sure you feel the exact same. Even if you don't own and you're you're in leadership, 
imprinting on people's lives and helping them be the best them at work and at home mm-hmm. is so rewarding. Yeah. I mean, that's that's half the reason I love what we do because how we help these contractors and how we come along beside them is that we get we get to achieve that with them and, and be their support and be their cheerleader and be their coach and watch them develop from JV to varsity to uh, NBA, right? right. And, and that is watching that growth and being a part of that for me and for you, I know is, is so rewarding. It's fulfilling it's, for sure. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, we're also making money, right? We're of building course. our retirement. So yeah. it's, it's one of those things where it's a win-win mm-hmm. all around. So that is how we lead people. Let's go into the steps. What does that Closing mean? it out. What Closing can it you out. actually do? If you want to start living this life, if you mm-hmm. want to start leading this way to where you're taking care of your employees, there's there, we've got a list of things of mm-hmm. where to start, where to go. So number one, first thing I do, list every employee or leader I've got. Even if I'm a one-man show, I'm going to list maybe my crew leader, a guy that might become mm-hmm. my employee. I want to know and write out the 12-month goal personally and professionally. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write that out right now. If I can't do that for most of them, find it out. I'm going to find it out. Yeah. If I do do it for them, I'm going to sit down in our next meeting and say, hey, listen, I'm trying to put together to figure out what your goals are in the next 12 months. This is what I got so far. Can you help me build this list? Yep. People, that's taking care of them. That's leadership yep. asking that question. Yep. And so saying that that's important to me and I'm writing this down and I'm going to come revisit, I'm going to put it in your file. It's going to be here and we can revisit and change it. That's number one. That's easy to do. You, there's no thinking in that. I'm just going right. to sit down and write it out. Second thing to do, create a structured job description for everyone that's that you're leading. That's the clarity part. Mm-hmm. That's the, the, the structured support and the way that I keep you accountable. I can't have a job description that says you're a project manager, you write estimates, and you run crews, and then I'm yelling at you because you didn't go pick up materials. Right. Well, that wasn't on my list. Right. Well, that's kind of part of managing a project. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know that, right? Mm-hmm. So the clarity, clarity of that. And again, Alliance Partners, we've got these job descriptions that you can take and edit and make it your own and use that with the pay scale and, and be able to just step right in tomorrow with a new employee and ha- have all of this stuff in front of you. Yep. Number three, create a, create a list of why you would be hard to follow as a leader. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite ones. Yeah. I want to know why people won't want to follow me. Again, what I what I shared earlier about how I'm a bull in a china shop and kind of, you know, forget the damage that happens. I just need to get to the end. And I look around and I'm like, oh, crap, that was damaging. Yeah. Right. So knowing that about myself, that's a reason that people might not want to follow me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I need to put additional uh, uh, safeguards People around me that will call me out on it yeah. that that know know that about me, so that way I'm held accountable. But also, I'm not lying to the people that are following me. Where I'm like, no, I'm I'm perfect, and I'm expecting you to be perfect. Well, and another another way to look at that is, uh, where are areas that I hold my employees accountable mm-hmm. that I don't lead by example? Yep. Right. If I'm not leading by example, but I hold other people accountable to it, it might be a reason why. Put that on the list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If that's the if that's the case, put it on the list, and that's something to talk to them about. Right. That's yeah. that's the conversation with them about. Hey, listen, I'm going to do this. I need your support in this. Either way, write this list and talk to the. It's vulnerable. It's hard oh, yeah. to have that conversation with your employees, mm-hmm. but it is building their respect for you in their brain when you have this conversation mm-hmm. with them. Next, number four, set up and pay. Uh, or set up your pay and compensation where you can fight for them. 
mm-hmm. we have a very spelled out compensation package. It's it's kind of difficult with all the numbers that run in the back of the Excel spreadsheet, but it is a way that all of our project managers can know exactly what they can make if they're performing here. It's how it's almost a profit share system to where if they're making us more money, they're getting paid more it's, money. It's it's setting up a clear path that they know and understand how they make more money. Yep. Period. Yep. And it's also setting it up to where I can cheer and try to help them make more money. Mm-hmm. That's the big difference of it too. Is it's not only setting the goals for them, mm-hmm. but it's also allowing me to be in their corner as opposed to normal companies that are like we'll give you a $2,000 raise. No, you're pissed. Okay. $5,000. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. one of those, there's no negotiations on pay. There's none of that ever. We're always on the same team. You didn't earn the money that I didn't make any money off right. you this, the past six months. So I can't pay anymore. Yep. Number five, last one, start your once a week meeting. Yep. Right. Start meeting once a week. And you're like, well, I talk to them every single day. Slow that down. They don't mm-hmm. want to be talked to every day. You're yep. micromanaging them. Try I and mean, you can have meetings throughout the throughout the week of a phone call here and hey we're that we're starting a new job we're doing a client engagement in the office that's great start the important meeting and go through that uh, the checklist that we have of how you do one of these pal meetings yeah and really start engaging with them uh, well, and understanding uh, the, start the meeting yes yeah but have the have the thought when you do those of development yep because if you don't. You will have those meetings, and it will become a principal's office. How have you done? That's not good enough. Make sure you do this next week. Yeah. That's what it will become. Yeah. Go into that meeting with the thought of personal development with what you know about the individuals that you're meeting with. And it, it doesn't have to be every time. Yeah. But have that thought as you're going in that my job is to lead this person into a better person and professionally and professional development. Yeah. That's my job. It's to hold them accountable to what they're supposed to do, but – I want to go in with the thought of that. Make yeah. sure that you're thinking that direction. Don't just start it. Have that thought when you're going into that's it. That's it. Too. So that's the five. I'll run I'll run through the five list again. List all your employees and get 12-month goals personally and professionally. Yep. Create a structured job description for everyone that you lead. If they don't have one, including yourself, if we don't have an accountability uh, in writing of what they're responsible for, it's, it's worthless. Right. Uh, Create a list of why you would be hard to follow as a leader mm-hmm. and share that with the people you're leading. Yep. Uh, and then you're going to have to be held accountable to yep. it. Four, uh, set up a pay slash compensation uh, plan where you can fight for them to make more money. Mm-hmm. It's not them versus us. It's us versus the world. Yep. Uh, and then five, start doing your once a week meetings. Yep. If you can do those five things and all of those are reasonable stuff that you can sit down and do tomorrow morning for an hour. If you can do that, you are heading towards being the leader that people want to follow. That's right. Next week, we're going to talk about building culture, which a lot of this is. This is individual culture mm-hmm. one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And how do we combine this Branching into a larger? This out to the team. Yep. So that's going to be the next podcast. Thank you guys for joining us. Check out our website, ProServeAlliance.com. And we'll see you guys next podcast. See you then. Thank you. Thanks.